Today's production was made possible by KLP Entertainment, Kennedy Lucas and Associates, and the Emory Office of Kennedy Lucas Patterson. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the hottest show in Atlanta, live from the Robert Woodruff Library and Emory University Studios. It's the KLP in the Morning Show. Here's your host, Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back to another exciting episode. This is the KLP in the morning, the talk show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. So, yes, we're back. <laughs> we are back. Now, I know. I get it. A lot of people have been asking, you know, uh, where have we been? Right? We, we've launched a new show. You guys know about it. You know, Swanky 93.3 The Heat. Thank you. That show is very successful, guys. Very, very successful simply because uh, we worked really hard on that show, right? And we've had a show like that. Um, it was called KLP Talk Live where we talked on the radio and then we uh, uh, played some music. But then, you know, we kind of got sidetracked and then we had other projects going on right now. And it's good to see and good to say that we're back officially with that new show, Swanky 93.3 The Heat. Let me tell you, that show is a fun show to do. It's an easier show to do. Um, it's one of those things that where we don't have the cameras, we don't have the lights, we don't have all the glitz and glamour with that show. We just have the studio, the mix board, the music mix, the audio, and the podcast mic. And that's all we have for that show because it doesn't require all that setup. So uh, I wanted to produce another show for you guys because you guys love the content that we're putting out. But Spotify came out to me and said, hey, you know, we want you to produce more uh, content right and with spotify it's easy to be on spotify when it comes to podcasting but when you have a representative come out and they say hey your, your content's great we want more right and they've been a huge partner with us for years now so i do want to make sure i give them my absolute all when it comes to producing content so now on our radio stations you guys will have the klp aftermath the klp in the morning the talk show podcast version and now you have another show swanky 93.3 the heat uh, i did say on last night's uh production last night's episode that th that show is not necessarily pg guys so uh that show is more of my more edgier shows uh, I like doing the edge of your shows because I can say uh, a whole lot that I want to say and not really be filtered, kind of, but I still have to kind of be filtered. You know, I'm not going to come on the show and start cussing the storm for sure on that type of show. But sometimes I get a little edgier. Sometimes I get in my feelings, right? So um, I, I love doing shows like that because it's just one of the things that I... Uh, Genuinely, I enjoy doing shows like that, and I hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Yesterday, or last night rather, we talked about, uh, we did Tank Night. So, of course, Tank's new album comes out, uh, came out. We'll do a more in-depth review of the album on today's show. But when we started the show last night, we did talk about uh, Emory University, Oxford College of Emory University, and story time. Coming into today's production, coming into the wonderful, the Robert Woodruff Library, the SPS. Thank you. Shout out to all of the staff members because we're back. Semester's back in. I'm pulling up to the studio and Emory Police, <laughs> good Emory Police, they are blocking the roads because I forgot that today starts move-in for the Atlanta campus. So I'm pulling in and I'm kind of scared because it's like, okay, 
parking is 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 heavy at Oxford College. So coming to the Atlanta campus, I know parking was going to be an issue. Luckily, parking was not an issue. Uh, I just had to reroute myself a little bit. And, you know, I found the Fishburne parking lot where I normally park my car. Um, they had some parking spots available, which was great because I, I figured that if you if you come to an event like move in, because if a move in is busy, right? I'm on my way to the studio. I'm seeing students taking their stuff out of their parents' cars. They're loading up. The RAs are there helping them load. And to me, that gets me so excited. And I know I said this on the show. And of course, T, he's in the back. Make sure we look and sound good. He remember, because we talked about it last night. It reminds me of me being in college, right? When I first came to GGC, shout out to GGC. I first came to GGC and... I was taking my stuff out of my car, putting it in buggies. And then when I was an RA for two years, I'm helping other residents move in and they're excited to get the semester started. They're in college, they're getting ready to explore. It's an exciting time for students to be students. Now, uh, I do say I do miss being a college uh, student sometimes, right? It has its perks. Uh, I not rest assured, I love being an adult, but <laughs> when I was a college kid, I had a really, really fun time dabbling on into college. So. It was very exciting. Uh, I found parking at the Fishburne parking lot, and it was it was wonderful, guys. It was a wonderful parking coming in there, of course. Uh, Imani, shout out to Imani. Uh, again, she's one of the specialists uh, that works at the library. Of course, she's uh, seeing me. She's like, yep, I know. That's that's KLP. That's Kennedy Lou. Let me get let's get his keys ready. Let's get them ready. And I said, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I get really happy when I come up and I, I don't have to show you my Emory card. Like, you know what I'm here for. So it's, it's I feel special with that. So, again, congratulations to all the students uh, with the Emory Universities in general, whether you're in Oxford College or the Emory right here in Atlanta. Uh, congratulations. I hope you guys embarked on your journey for college. And special announcement, we're going to be doing this every show, T. Uh, if you have an RSO, whether it's a student-run organization or a, simply a department, and you want to come on the show, we're trying to be more out with Emory. So if you want to come on the show and talk about what you got going on on campus, all you have to do is send me a DM over at Emory Radio 1. Again, that's D, D, direct message on Instagram, Emory Radio 1, all one word. Send me a message say, hey, we want to be on the show. Or you can also send me an email. My work email, of course, is klpatt2 at emory.edu. Again, that's klpatt2 at emory.edu. Of course, we're trying to get a lot of people on the show, whether it's special guests, whether it's students from our organizations, whether it's faculty members. We want to blow our show up. We want to share our show experience with the whole entire Emory uh, University system. So. Very, very excited for that. Excited for the goodness there. Moving, shifting gears here because you guys didn't come on the show to hear me babble about Emory News. So you guys didn't come on the show to, to hear me babble about Emory University, even though I love Emory University. I have so much we got to talk about on today's show. Let's get on to it. Let's talk about Tank's new album. Of course, last night over at Swanky 93.3 The Heat, we hosted what we call Take Night. And if you guys don't know, and I'm sure my Emory students may not know who Tank is, and he is an R&B artist, right? And a lot of our old folks, our older adults know who Tank is. Tank is a hip 
hip-hop R&B artist. Of course, he has this new podcast called the R&B Money uh, Podcast. Now, his music is not for everybody, right? He's, his music's a little bit explicit. So I can't promote explicitity on this show. But uh, check him out because I listened to his album, and I'm in love with his album, right? He's going back to the old school style of Tank back in the 90s early 2000s and then he's mixing it with today's hits right of course he had chris brown on one song he had Vito on another song uh he got uh black tocito he's another new uh artist out there on this album as well jay valentine if you guys know jay valentine's a little bit old school he's more of the executive side of music making now so it's a great album i there's a, a, a few select songs that i like from his album of course, the songs that I like, you guys can listen to on Swinkin' 93.3, The Heat for sure. But Tank is doing something. And he goes on The Breakfast Club and he wonders, he tells him, okay, yeah, this is the last time. This is, I'm tired, right? This is the last album that we're producing out. Do I think Tank is done making music? No, not for a long shot. I think he can go as long as he wants when it comes to music making. There's no limit to your album. I think Tank said that on The Breakfast Club simply because he's adjusting to the market, right? I follow a lot of hip hop artists, singers, rappers, producers. Uh, for an example, Timbaland is another great example that I'm going to bring up. That he's, he's, we had his, his hits back in the day and now we're in a new market, right? You, we have a whole different new type of generation that likes certain type of music. Case important myself too, when I make music, I have to adjust what's in the market as well, right? I can't produce a song that sounds like it could be from 1996 for the younger audience, for this new generation, because they may not like the 90s style because they don't know about the 90s style, right? A lot of people, if you're a freshman in college right now, you probably don't know any songs from the 90s because maybe you're born in the 2000s, late 2000s, or early 2000s, right? So you don't know about the 1990s hits, right? So that's what I think Tank was doing. I think Tank is just trying to figure out the market, right? And a lot of people in itself, the market sells. Me being a bachelor's, uh, well, I was a bachelor's major. I got my bachelor's degree in marketing. I know this kind of stuff. I know what it needs when it comes down to what's in your market, right? What's in your market? What will sell? How is it, this song going to be hit for this younger crowd? this younger generation that likes a different style of music, right? So that's what I think Tank was doing uh, at the beginning of his album. He had his slow jams or slow hits that are bangers. But then towards the end, the other end of this album, his more upbeat, right? It's upbeat. It's more rap. It's a little bit more trap to it too. It's, it's more upbeat. This is what the younger generation likes. And I say younger generation, guys, because I'm in that generation too. I'm young. I know I joke with you guys on the show. I was like these youngsters at Emory University, these kiddos and these young students. No, I'm only 26. I'm super duper young myself. So I like songs like that. The rap, the trap, the hip R&B, the upscale beat style of the music. I like music like that now because I'm in that generation. <laughs> so it goes to show you, congratulations to Tank for sure. Tank, you're doing your thing, you're, you're doing your thing man. Um, I don't know. He, he probably don't know who we are. We're just a small show here in Atlanta. But 
Um, I'm a huge fan of Tank. Um, if you guys ever ask me who's my favorite R&B artist, number one has to go to Tank. It, it has to because I listen to all his songs like all the time. So it's a great, great album for sure. So I, I encourage people to go check out his latest and new album. Moving on to the next news of topic conversations, of course, HBO Max, guys. Y'all want to know what HBO Max is? <laughs> Yeah, I remember the the old show when we were kicking well, it's still kind of kicking it right now, but they they might get canceled. Sesame Street. I remember Sesame Street because I was a kid once, right? I enjoyed Sesame Street when I was a kid. I enjoyed watching it and Big Bird and Elmo and those are all all oh, Ernie and 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 Bert and Ernie. You know, th those are the select few um, puppets that I know from Sesame Street. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of new characters. Um, but HBO Max, guys, is canceling out about 200 of Sesame Street's episodes. And I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because, again, like I say, we were kids once. We knew about Sesame Street. I think they're getting canceled because we all know about the story, of course. Um, one of the characters from uh, Sesame Street, I want to say that this was at Universal or Disney, one of those theme parks where um, a, a, a guy in, in, in the costume was waving at all the other kids. But when he turns around and see two black girls, they say, nope, not hugging you. And of course, the mama bought, saw, got it on camera, right? The mama got it on camera. And of course, that's been the news topic. We, we've seen that video, right? We've seen that video before and that circulated. And then, of course, not trying to cross the brands here, but of course, at Di now this was at Disney. You had the mascots, the people dressed as Jesse and Woody from Toy Story. And of course, Jesse's waving at all the other people. And then they had two of the black African-American wonderful children there. And Woody, the guy in the Woody costume said, nope, hey, hey, Jess, you need to hug them. Because we ain't about to get canceled today. You need to go hug them. And maybe, and I'm not, the, the person that was in the JC costume, maybe she didn't, because it's hard to see. I agree. It is hard to see in a mascot um, type of costume. But they made an effort, gave them a big hug, said, hey, and moved on with the parade so they don't get canceled. Let me tell y'all, because I think I talked about something not like this, but something within this realm last night's episode of Smoking Night 3.3, The Heat. I think HBO is canceling about 200 episodes because of that situation. Of course, owners of Sesame Street try to, and I get it, right? You're going to defend your employees. You're going to fight for your employees because that's the loyalty there. We need more of that in the workplace. I know I've been a lot of been in a lot of jobs where loyalty doesn't lie, right? I've had where my managers and supervisors sometimes didn't have my back, right? That's something that Sesame Street partners, managers, whoever, they wanted to make sure, okay, we got your back in this, right? So it was very interesting for that, for sure. When I saw the video, I said, okay, yeah. I was upset about that video, T, because it was one of those things that, um, you know, when you're, when you're representing a brand, Sesame Street, you're, you're playing this character. You have a lot of kids that, that, that are there at the resort on vacation because, let me tell you, these parents pay a heck of a lot of money to go to Disney. I've never been to Disney because we couldn't, I couldn't afford Disney. Uh, I've never been to university. These amusement parks are expensive. Parents pay a lot of money for their kids to come to these amusement parks. So it's quite interesting that... <laughs> 
that when you're representing a brand, your character, and you're waving off, you're you're saying hi to all the 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 white kids, the white children, but then you see the black kids and they say nope. It's very interesting that, that that's that dynamic that happened. They caught that on camera. And these girls in that video, we all seen the video. These girls, they look cute. I mean, they just in they they little costume and they were so excited because, you know, they're kids and they watch Sesame Street and they see their favorite character and then they see their favorite character and ignore them. And I can see why the mom got mad and reported it because, no, they spent a lot. This is a memory that kids will have forever going to places like this, right? So... It's fitting HBO Max has canceled about 200 episodes. Now, do I think it's just because of contract reasons? It could be, but I think it's because of that, because we're in the society right now that if you do something slightly off and the word is you're going to get canceled, right? You can still produce as much, but a lot of people are not going to represent your brand anymore. That's what it's called being canceled. And it's sad to say that that show is getting canceled because I remember watching Sesame Street as a kid. But there's a lot of things you just can't do, right? You just can't do it. You can't not do. And race, let me tell you, racism, it exists, guys. It's it's there. We're cracking down on it, I guess, right? There's a lot of things that you just can't get away with nowadays. But that happened. And of course, about 200 episodes have been canceled. And Sesame Street, with that scandal, um, they always have other scandals that come out with Sesame Street as well. We all know about the Elmo um, uh, theory there that came out years back. So they always got some situation. Um, I think that this was, if I was a manager for Sesame Street Park, I guess, I don't know what it's called, guys. Um, I would train that employee to say, hey, every kid matters. I don't care if you can't see in that, because that was their excuse, guys. Oh, he didn't see them. They're really short. Nah. Nah. It's hot in those costumes, yes. Is it hard to see? Yes. But you got two young kids screaming for, for that character. You need to find them. You need to find them. If you can't see, I'm like, I'm sorry. I really can't see you, but I'm going to still hug you wherever you are right? This is how it has to be. You better find them kids, right? Because first of all, if if Woody and Jesse from Toy Story can find kids and make sure they don't get canceled, you can do it too. And that's what they did. That's what Sesame Street did. Oh, it was hot and the person that was in there couldn't see. Nope. 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 Because these parents pay a lot of money for this park to be here with their kids and experience for their kids. You better find them kids. You better find them kids. As a manager, I would say, hey, you better find the kids. If you can't, if you can't see them, hear from them. Hear it. If you have kids, and kids are going to scream, right, at a park. They're going to scream and call out the character. If you hear the kids, you can follow their voice. Do the best you can. But never, ever, 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 ever say, oh, nope. Right? Because you can get canceled. And that's what I think HBO is doing to Sesame Street. They're, they're canceling them because of that. Okay, guys, moving on to the next topic of conversation here. KLP in the morning. The talk show live from the Robert Woodruff SBS Library Production Studio. Back here for another talk show. 
over at Emory University Atlanta campus. Again, I got to say congratulations to all the students that are moving in today. Uh, you can rewind this episode because I talked about it when we got started this morning about students moving in and their excitement is real. Let me tell you guys something else that's that's also exciting. And I'm sorry, I, I'm trying not to have my phone out for the shows like this, but I, this is it's a lot. Dragon Ball Super, superhero, rolling in 17 to 20 million opening day. Of course, those are the box office numbers. Uh, I'm excited. 20, 17 to $20 million in opening. That's pretty good because I was never skeptical about the movie. I was skeptical about the movie hidden theaters, right? Because a lot of people save money, right? A lot of people are looking for ways to save money. And I was a little bit nervous about this hitting in theaters. Now, especially when you're a movie like this that only have a one-time thing only, right? It, like it only hits movie theaters for a weekend and that's it. Like they don't have enough funding to keep having it rolling in, in, in theaters. Because let me tell you, when you are running a movie theater, you do charge a, a fee and it's a hefty fee too, a large fee on top of everything else, if you want your movies to be played in theaters. So it's it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit hard for that to, to happen for sure. But Dragon Ball Superhero, they made 17 to 20 million. Of course, Beast is selling 10 million on Friday's midday open box uh, office updates. Beast is another movie from Idris Elba that looks interesting. looks quite interesting. But I'm excited for Dragon Ball Z to hit the 17 to 20 million dollar mark. Uh, like I said, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z for the longest time. When I was a kid, I remember watching, I first watched Dragon Ball Z with my big brother. He introduced it to me and then we bought the video games, obviously. And then I was hooked every, ever since then. So it's quite exciting. It's really, really exciting to see 17 to 20 million box office for Dragon Ball Z Super. So let me know, comment below. Will you guys be watching that movie in theaters right now or you're waiting until it comes to I think it's going to come to Crunchyroll. I think Hulu might say, hey, can we pick it up? I don't see it going to, um, if it goes to Disney, I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't think it's going to go to like HBO and Netflix quite just yet. I see Crunchyroll, definitely. I see Funimation, most definitely. And then I see Hulu picking this up for sure. So very, very excited for movie making right now. If you guys don't know, of course, the newest documentary, Street Style and New York Culture, as we're on the topic of movies, will be coming out very, very soon, guys. I still have an uh, update date coming for you guys very, very soon, but it's coming out this fall. And of course, I have to give a shout out to the wonderful The Shell Purcell. Of course, coming back with her podcast tomorrow. I'm not your sugar mama. Go check that out. I saw her story. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm still on NDA, but uh, we do have a movie coming out for Amazon Prime and 2B TV. That's Two Wrongs. Go check out Two Wrongs, the first one, available right now on Amazon Prime and 2B TV because the second one is coming out very soon. And I'm excited about the second one, guys, because if you guys don't know, if you've been following the Instagram, we I've been on set for that one. I was the assistant director for Two Wrongs 2. And I saw that she's reviewing the movie as a director. She, you have to review it and get your final critiques and whatnot, get things together. And I could tell that this one's going to be really, really spicy. So, Shell Purcell, that, that one's for you. Shout out to you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for movie making. Moving on to our next topic of conversation, ladies and gentlemen, KLP, uh, in the morning. DoorDash is ending its delivery partnership with Walmart. Okay, I saw this one coming, guys. I, I saw it coming. Um, we all know, because we talked about it on the podcast. I want to say this was um, this was this was 293.3 The Heat. Of course, Walmart 
has started their thing called Go Local, right? We it started in 2020 and they're testing it out. They're really doing more with the business right there. And this is actually quite smart on Walmart's plan simply because when you're a company and you don't have to partner with anybody, typically when you partner with somebody, right, you got to pay fees, right? There's a fee, there's collaborations, there's 50-50 uh, dividends that are made between the two companies. Walmart decides that, hey, we're going to do solo, right? We're going solo with this so we can have 100% of the profits. So I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it uh, simply because of that, because of Go Locals going big, right, in the news headlines of late. So Walmart's deciding to go solo, right? So I'm very interested to see what DoorDash is going to bring out to the table uh, simply because of this split. Uh, will they partner with somebody else? It, it's hard to partner with big giants right now. It Like DoorDash can't really partner with Amazon because they're too big. They, Amazon already got their own delivery. Right. Walmart's doing it. Uh, Best Buy kind of has a delivery service. So it's going to be hard to uh, articulate and uh, really go out for that and see how. How fastly that they they can do. Right. It's hard for them to find that big partnership with DoorDash. So I hope DoorDash makes it. I'm sure they will. I'm not sure that they're, I'm sure they're not going to get canceled, but they're in highly, highly competition right now. So let me know what you guys think about DoorDash split with Walmart. And moving on to the next topic of conversation, of course, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We, we've got to talk about gaming, guys, because as you guys know, I'm a huge gamer, right? I am fantastic at, at gaming sometimes. You know, I, I, I play online, but it's, it's hard to play online sometimes because, you know, I, I play for fun, right? As a gamer, <laughs> I'm not one of those type of gamers where I'm playing on by, by PlayStation 5 and if, if, I, if, I, if I died on a live stream or died on an online play, I'm throwing my controller, I'm throwing my headphones. I'm not that type of gamer, right? I don't think none of my friends are that type of gamers. And I thank God because if you're coming to my house and you're we're having game night, you're throwing my game system around, you're not going to be invited to any more of my party, right? And my friends know that. And, you know, we, we, we play for fun. You know, it's, it's very fun when you're playing a video game, especially with your squad. Because uh, I do have a squad as well, the, the Mafia squad. Shout out to him, of course. Uh, special shout out to Keyshawn, of course. His new album came. His new EP is out right now. Shout out to him for sure. Um, so gaming, right? Gaming is one of those things that I like to do. I'm not one of those people that... that Throws the controller, screams, and I'm just not that type of gamer. I watch videos like that on YouTube, and it's so funny. It's so funny to me because it's. I look at, I look at the the person that's playing the video game, and these are videos are coming from YouTube that I watch, and in my in my mind I say, it's just a game. Like it's just a game. Like why why are you why are you getting so mad at a video game? Right? I never understand that. But. Black Wukong, of course, Black Myth Wukong has a new video, six-minute new gameplay video. And yes, finally, if you guys don't know, Black, uh, Black Myth Wukong is the upcoming, upcoming Japanese Kung Fu, a story of the Monkey King video game for the next generation. And that game is going to be evolution. Like, it's going to be a revolution for sure, because I like games like that right i like games where you have a kung fu and you have the characters and you have all these different fighting styles there's a story to it and then if you're lucky enough right we read the headlines this week that playstation 5 
they're trying to be more accessible with those. It's still hard to get one, but now it's they're making it more easy for people to get those. Um, so six minute video of this brand new spanking new game that's coming out hopefully next year. I saw the video and it looks fantastic. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Black Myth, Black Myth Wukong will bring to the table. Um, of course, uh, they're really catering this game for the next generation, right? Whether it's the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series uh, X and S, right? It's one of those, the newer consoles. So I wouldn't be surprised if this game came back for last gen, but I think the focus is for PlayStation 5, is for the next Xbox, right? So that way you can take advantage of the frame rate and the new style of uh, gameplay. So video games, they're getting out there, guys. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited for sure. We're going to be talking about video games season four of KOP Aftermath because October, Gotham Knights come out. Uh, November, God of War Ragnarok comes out. Sonic Frontiers comes out in December. And then we move on to 2023 where there's a lot of games coming out for sure. So go check out that video right now, Black Myth Wukong. Uh, that six-minute update of that video game. I'm so excited for that one. Yeah, so we're really, really, really excited. That's going to wrap it up here on today's show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed today's show. We've talked about a lot of great topics on today's show. Again, I got to thank the Emory University ecosystem for sure for allowing us to perform a show for you guys here from the ESPS. I, I'm really appreciative of Emory University for allowing us to use their equipment and like i say as always on today's special show uh congratulations to all the students coming back to college uh i've seen it all over the instagram with emory but i've seen it with ggc as well everybody's getting ready for that new semester it's going to be a great year um please be sure to check out monday guys on monday klp aftermath season four will be coming back and season four is going to be even more juicier than season three so i cannot wait for that new season for sure it's going to be an exciting season for sure and also if you haven't heard from it yet swanky 93.3 the heat a spotify exclusive again this is a spotify exclusive i still get people ask me where's this show is at it's on spotify if you got a Spotify account, whether it's um, if you got a free account with Spotify, you got to deal with the ads and uh, ad playlists, and then there's commercials, and then you got to make sure you have Wi-Fi because you can't take it on online. But if you have a free Spotify, you're able to listen to the show. But if you got Spotify Premium, you can listen to the show entirely with no ads, no interruptions, good Wi-Fi. Whether you're on your data or Wi-Fi, it's all streaming in HD quality. So. Don't miss out on that swanky 93.3, uh, the heat. Of course, that's going to wrap it up here from the Robert Woodruff Library, Emory University, Atlanta campus. This has been the KLP in the morning with yours, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Stay safe and stay swanky. Yeah.